Yo, I remember having to make latchkey gourmet. Like when I was little, since I was a latchkey kid, you know, had the I had a fat lace. I had a, an orange, neon orange and neon green fat lace with the key had around my neck. It was dope. People couldn't couldn't fade the uh, fat lace. But you know, moms was at work and you know, pops was at work and so it was just me. So when I got home from school I had to learn, you know, I had to learn how to cook. And so the first thing that I learned how to cook, I was I was a master at it. No one could touch it. Was my was my was my pork and beans and hot dogs, you know. Like I had a whole system down. It just was delicious. I should still eat them now, but I don't know. But so boom, I come home, right? And I get the can of pork and beans and hot dogs. Well, I mean the pork and beans, you know. And you open up the can. I drain the I drain the sauce a little bit because it's too much sauce and, and preservatives. Who knows what's going on in that can? But I drain it a little bit. Then you take the pot, throw the beans in the pot. I turn them on low because I slow cook my shit, son. Um, <laughs> and so I turn them on. I get them. I get them heated up. So then here's the shit. Don't laugh at me. Um, so I get the hot dogs. Like I clean the oven. Right. This is where I'm going. Most people boil their hot dogs. But so I clean the oven, right? And then I turn the oven mad high. And I lay the hot dogs right on the the rack in the oven. Because the only way I really like hot dogs is if they barbecue. So this way, boom, you turn the oven up high. Then they get the grill like marks. Because you, you do them diagonally so it looks like it's authentic. <laughs> So you get a, you get it mad hot, and then the hot dogs had a marks on it, and then you turn the broiler up, and you turn that joint up, and then it get like a, a sear. You know, now it sounds like it should be on the Food Network, but it get like you know not quite burnt, but they get a little crispy in certain areas. So so boom, then when the beans get done, you put them in the bowl. I had to have my favorite bowl though. I couldn't I couldn't eat without my favorite bowl. Um, and if my favorite bowl was dirty or it was something in it, I just wasn't gonna eat. So if it was something in it, like it was, it was a wrap. And I wasn't washing. I was a little kid. I'm not washing the dishes. So I would wait for my mother to get home to do it. Anyway, so I get my favorite bowl and you put the beans in there, right? So then you get sugar. You put some sugar in there, mix it up. Some cinnamon. I had cinnamon. I was fucking G back in the day. So take some cinnamon, throw that, throw that in there, and then some brown sugar. A little bit of brown sugar. And and you mix that up. Shit tastes incredible. Probably tastes like candy. I should have diabetes. Anyway, so then you take the um, the hot dogs. You throw those in there. You take like four. You put them in there, and then you eat it with a spoon. You like chop off a piece and get a little beans in there. So you hit that. Sit in front of the TV. Scooby Doo was on, and. And oh, you get the Kool-Aid. Like back when people started mixing the flavors, it's like all of everybody used to just have one flavor. You know, you had your red joint or whatever, and then you make Kool-Aid. Then like one year hit, and people just started mixing shit. I don't know, but the number one mix is grape and lemonade. You take those two, so you get the grape lemonade, my Kool-Aid mystery mix flavor, because like it looked ugly, but the shit was delicious. So you get the pork and beans and hot dogs, the grape and lemonade, mystery mix, Kool-Aid, and Scooby-Doo in the 80s. Man, you couldn't tell me shit. You still can't.
Yeah. <laughs> um, today's show, we um, we're gonna talk about Illmatic. This is the first um, of my eclectic discussion spotlight series. You know, every now and then we're gonna spotlight an artist or an album or a cartoon character, just something, and just do the whole show just on that. And um, I picked Illmatic. So I'm gonna have my man C Rex. Um, catch him on Twitter at Lyric to Go, and we're gonna we're gonna break it down. Um, but enough of that. Let's start the show. It's episode three. Let's get it. Only, only you, you will understand and appreciate what's about to happen. Now this goes down to my people's. Representing me, a smooth operator operating correctly. Now this goes down to my people's representing me. Eclectic relaxation. Now this goes down to my people's representing Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. E. You conceited bastard. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. I'm to introduce myself. You want the man. Rock grooves and make moves with all the mommy. You said I'm not to eat, you wanna make it burn. Most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug narrator. When I step up in the place, they know I step correct. Girls, rub on your titties. Got that bad notch, shit that make you break your neck. Look good, but fuck ugly. My attitude is all fucked up and real shit. I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous. You gotta get your groove on. I speak clearly so you can understand. E. The dopest, flyest, OG pimp, hustler, gangster player, hardcore motherfucker living today. To be honest, I am totally and completely on his dick. Yo, I remember in school, we read the source like it was a textbook. Like, you know, more than our textbooks. And, you know, those shits was way more expensive. But, you know, that was back when it had, you know, credible source information. You know, the unsigned hype joint, the hip-hop quotables joint, the fat tape. But we all went for the reviews, too, though. You know, this is when everybody, you know, every time it came out, we wanted to see who had the top rated joint, the four mics, the four and a half mics. Nobody had five till Nas. Like, before Illmatic was released, they put it in the source, five mics. It's a wrap. Now, you know, it might have already been released because this was before I knew that Tuesdays was new release day, but I'm pretty sure this was a before it came out joint because everybody was anticipating like yo we gotta get it we gotta get it you know and it was crazy because outside of halftime um which you know most people have forgot by then because they only showed it like two times on rap city maybe one time on young tv raps but outside of halftime video and uh live at the barbecue which technically was really supposed to spotlight iconelli but Whatever. Um, the live at the barbecue joint, most people never even heard it anyway. Uh, Nas did no features. He had no cameos. He didn't have a mixtape. You know, for the most of the world, he was sight unseen. But they was like, yo, 
Five Mics is coming. It's a classic. It's the best thing that they done reviewed the whole shit. And so everybody was waiting for it. They wanted to copy. Um, and I didn't even know, you know, like I said, I didn't know when it was coming out. I just knew I had to have it. But the fellas, they got it. They got to it before me. And so, you know, they're like, yeah, we heard the Omatic joint. And, you know, now that I think about it, they might have been lying. But because this is what happened. They said, yeah, we heard it. I'm like, word, is it dope? Is he is he that nice? It was like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't all that. Or uh, it was like, uh, I don't know if it should have got five mics. And so, in retrospect, I'm like, but when they told me that, I was like, well, I put it low on the priority list. Ain't no reason for me to run out and get it then if it ain't all that. And plus, I got all this other shit to listen to, you know. Um, so, and this was like, that joint came out in April. So, this was during the break, you know, a few weeks later. I'm at home chilling, you know, no car. I'm waiting for moms to get home from work so I can grab a car to go do something, anything, you know. But um, I was like, yeah, let me go down to the store and cop this this Illmatic, you know. I had a couple of dollars. I don't know where I had money, but I had a couple of dollars. So I walked down to the to the shop. This is a shop like seven, eight blocks away. But, you know, you don't care back in the days. We walked back in the days. But this is the same record store I've been going to since I was allowed to go past the driveway or go past the block, you know. You know, I've been out there for albums and 12-inch singles and maxi singles and cassettes and 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 casingles. Do you know about casingles? But uh, shout-outs to Omega Records on Main Street. So anyway, so I'm walking down there, cop the joint. And on the way home, I open it up because that's what we did. We opened up the joint to read the production and the samples and who did what because you know back then we cared about that and. We could also read. <laughs> so, but it would give me hype because I'm like looking at it, I'm like Primo and, and Pete Rock. I didn't know who LES was, but I'm like, okay. I saw they sampled the Gap Band joint for like a bitch. I'm like, that's already going to be dope, I know. And so I get home, throw it in the box. And uh, nah, I ain't even put it in my radio, I put it in the stereo. Cause I had the subwoofers, you know. Everybody back in the day had their room with the with the joints hooked up. So I threw it in, and the New York State of Mind beat. But you know they had the Genesis part, the Wild Style. But that New York State of Mind, and he was like, "Yo, I don't know how to start," and he just started spitting. That shit was crazy. So I'm locked in. You know, and, you know when you get good hip hop, you just zone out. Good hip hop does not make it. They don't make you dance. They don't make you snap your fingers, young wop or nothing. You just you just nod your head and you zone out. You stare into space. We used to just it's funny. We used to just stare at the radio. Like me and the fellas, we're just throwing some stuff and we just nod ahead and just stare at the radio like, yo. He just said this, he just said that. And that's what real hip hop make you do. You know? But so that's what happened. I'm just staring at the just the tape going circles just like damn dudes going extra crazy over these beats and then you know that joint goes off then like a bitch hit with the um with the sample and then az's verse i'm about i'm running you know how we 
you get in a big cipher and people joning on each other and somebody say something funny, everybody just go bug out, hands over their heads. That's what happened when the AZ verse came on. I'm just like, I'm about ready to run out, run out the house. <laughs> like, I don't know what just happened. But, I mean, between that joint and the one love joint, wrote it like a, a letter to, I guess, what, Cormega? No, nah, not to Cormega's man. He mentioned Cormega in the joint and the world is yours. He said, I trickery box off crazy bitches aiming guns at all my baby pictures. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, the one time for your mind, that joint, I had, I love that joint because it had a freestyle feel. It like reminded me of how me and the fellas would be on the block and just rhyme for no apparent reason. We just be sitting out there like, you know, the girls already went in for the night or they're not fucking with us because we, you know, did something stupid to them. And like, jumped in the double dutch rope or something and we'd be like yo you wanna go ride bikes I'm like nah I don't know if I wanna ride no bikes or somebody be like you know let's go to the store I'm like nah I don't like going to the store and then be like yo let's just rap and somebody just start busting a freestyle or something and no beat or somebody beatbox and we just rum like back and forth about anything about nothing like neighbors and and cars and your shoes and the pizza flavored combos, the little cracker joints, the mamba fruits, a huffy bike chain, whatever. But that song made me feel like that, you know, because he was just, he was just spitting. It was like, he was just like, he was just chilling. And uh, so that was dope, you know, and I finally met up with my dudes, you know, I'm like almost disowned them for telling me it was just okay. But then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elmatic is dope. It's a classic. Fuck out of here. So now I'm thinking, they was lying. They ain't really here because there's no way that you would hear Elmatic and then just come back to somebody and be like, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't fine, Mike. No one does that. But anyway, look, um, I'm not going to go too far into it because I got a guest, C Rex, on Twitter at Lyric2Go, Lyric, the number two, G O. He's going to come through. We're going to break it down. This is this is the first installment of the Eclectic Discussion Podcast Spotlight. You know, we're going to spotlight albums and artists and stuff. So we're going to spotlight the greatest hip-hop album of the 90s. Not of all time, because that would be paid in full. But the greatest hip-hop album of the 90s. Yes, better than Ready to Die. Yes, better than Reasonable Doubt. Yes, better than 36 Chambers. Even better than the Purple Tape. Illmatic. After the break, let's get it. After the Looking out for a brother, he 
you got clout, but it's time AZ. We turn these niggas out. Yo, where is my pops with the fucking horn? He's gonna blow your ass out, and that's my word is born. We got my DJ Jason in the place. We keep chasing the bass, and we rock the place. My man hype, do it right, rock it up all night. We be doing shit like this if we got to fight. Fuck around, you get beat down. When we go drunk, we be punching on punks and doing it with the spunk. Yo, spunk, if you're in the place, throw your hands in the air and put a smile on your face and dance. Put it up and move your body. Let them know that I'm on my... Hey, yo, AC, I'm kind of lost in my words. Why don't you grab the mic and co-teach the herd? Get off the hips, I flip, blow the clips. Niggas want to get they shit ripped. Road is on, it's on. Nine four, keeping it raw. Coming to your motherfucking door. Giving your shit you never heard before. Yeah, move your fucking brains down your motherfucking throat. Rose, I broke, yeah, that's all I wrote. Slicing your throat. Where the razor blade got that shit made, yeah, I'm paid. Man, right. diamonds, niggas are shining. Why I'm coming through, I'm climbing. I'm uh. going through the fucking top. Never drop, niggas can't. Welcome back. It's the uh, Eclectic Discussion Podcast. The uh, spotlight on Illmatic. The the greatest hip-hop album come out in the 90s, in my opinion. But never mind all of that. I'm here to introduce... My guest, straight from the shy, common fan, lyrical enthusiast, fresh off a trip to Jared, getting married. <laughs> this is the lyric to go Twitter, C Rex. Welcome to the show, sir. What up, what up, man? What's good? Well, you know, just trying to make it happen here. You, uh, you're on the official first spotlight episode of the podcast where we're only talking one subject. Well, of course, I talk multiple subjects because I'm random, but this one subject, Illmatic. I figured, you know, I like to have someone on the show that appreciated the tape and appreciates lyricism as much as I do. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. I, I'm honored, you know what I mean? Oh, that's what's up. You know, you should be. I'm incredible. <laughs> but uh, so you know, we have our uh, we have our time on on uh, twelve radio where we always agree, and uh, you know, so figure have you over here. We can uh, pop off on the Elmatic. So the Elmatic tape. When you first heard it, what was your initial thoughts? Where were you? What was the feeling? How did it go down? I when I first heard the tape, I actually. <laughs> Here's my story behind it. When I first heard Nas, really, I, I was late, so I, I didn't even. I remember hearing the whole back to the grill, you know, but of course he never stood out to me. I didn't know who he was. I really wasn't checking for him. Um, I probably didn't hear the barbecue joint until way after, you know, he actually came out when I backtracked. Hmm. But my first hearing of Nas was actually um, the single halftime. It was on the uh, the Zebrahead soundtrack joint. Oh shit! Yeah, my uh, my brother or his boy, somebody somebody had copped the, the, the single, you know, the, the maxi single joint, you know. Oh so shit! Had, Shout out to the maxi single. No doubt, man. So it, it it had that joint on there, had some other joints. But I remember listening to it, and this is kind of around when Nazi started first. Heard, I heard the name before, and I finally listened to this single. I'm like, okay, you know, it was cool. My thing was back then I was I was in, I was on the West Coast living on the West Coast 
kind of migrated from the shy. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. So, I mean, but my thing is I was open to all kind of music at that point. I, I love, you know, West Coast music. I was down with Ice Cube. That was like my favorite, you know, rapper back then. And you know, Ice Cube shouldn't count as West Coast, but <laughs> it really shouldn't. But yeah, I feel that. But, you know, I, that, that, I was into everything. So, you know, I wasn't afraid to try, you know, any type of music, basically. So when I heard it, I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. You know, fast forward, you know, I, I want to say probably at least a year or so after that, we had moved uh, back to the shop from Cali. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and, and I'm kind of just in between the time I remember the whole source mag. I remember the five mics. I was an avid source reader. Had every issue. You know, I, I read it like the Bible, studying it. So I remember when he got the five mics. I'm like, damn. I'm like, I remember this joint. You like, dude, from halftime, right? Right, and I'm like, damn, I must have slept on it. I ain't know it was banging like this to get five mics. You yeah, because nothing like, got five mics up until that point. Exactly. And I, I mean, the thing is, back then, I, I actually, I used the source to, to determine if I was going to buy an album. You know, yeah. if, if it didn't get, you know, a minimum three mics, it's like, okay, it, it, it ain't even worth trying to check it out. So, you know, when I saw you got the five, I'm like, damn. You know, okay. So again, this is maybe like almost a year later. I finally hooked up with some other guys who was in the hip hop out here in the sky. And you know, they used to always rave about the Nas. I finally just sit down and, and, and check this joint out. And that's, again, in between, I'm hearing the videos, I'm hearing some songs. I'm like, okay, I finally checked the album out. I'm like, damn. It kind of just opened up my, my ears, you know. It, it kind of took me back to you know, like a, a Airbnb Rock Kim album almost, you know. Mm-hmm. When you heard it, it was like, damn, it was just him spitting lyrics behind dope beats, you know. It, it was no no gimmicks, there was no, you know, very few guest appearance, if you even want to count the two that was on there. It was just him doing the thing. Yeah, and the beats were basic beats. It wasn't overproduced or anything either. Oh man, I mean, even the samples, it was, you know, back then it was just, you know, you kind of throw the sample on and you pretty much play it out. It, ain't, it wasn't really the chopped up, you know, version of, of samples and stuff that you was used to. So it, it, it was incredible when I finally listened to it from a different perspective, you know, and more of a lyrical, you know, that's when I was kind of coming into myself was trying to be a lyricist. And once I listened to it from that perspective, I'm like, this, this dude is incredible, you know. I, I'm like, I, I can't believe I slept on it as long as I did. And from there, I was a fan, man. And, you know, again, I, this is one of the albums I can throw on at any point in time. And it, it just puts me in the mood, even coming up to, you know, knowing we was doing this show, I just, you know, threw it in and just was listening. I'm like, it, it never gets old, man. And even if, even though it was just a short, you know, joint, you know, it, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, you know, it. it it don't matter, it's, it just gets better, you know, better with time, so those are my initial thoughts for the show. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely classic. I was uh, saying earlier in the show how I um, first heard it. My, my my fellas, they had heard it before me, and I never, I didn't get a chance to copy it, and they were just like, oh yeah, it's okay. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, shit. Then I, I didn't rush to get it, and then I was right. like, um, later on that summer, I went to, I was just bored at home. So I went to go cop it. Yeah, I almost disowned my friends. I was like, you had to keep you say that that joint was just okay. This shit was incredible. I I, I later uh, deducted that they probably didn't actually hear it. They were just front. 
Because there's no way that you can hear him at it for the first time and just say, that's eh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, but okay. So on them, and you know, one of the only gripes that people have about the uh, tape is that it's too short. Um, yeah, man. I you you hear it, but when when I think of how hip hop was then, and even of course, then you know the music we got today, not to call it hip hop, but you know, it, it it made it. I think that's what made it better. You know what I mean? I. I think if he had done a 12, you know, a 12 joint or, you know, even any more than that and a bunch of interludes and shit, I think it would have, I don't think it would have had the same appeal. I don't think it would have been as classic. I think he would have had to, I think just by the nature of music, you know, it, it's almost impossible to put out a perfect album without having, you know, at least a couple tracks that's just thrown in there, you know? Yeah. So I figured it, 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 yeah, the, the filler joint. So I figured he cut it down. Or somehow the the record label let him get away with you know the joints he did and it, it just made it perfect man from beginning to end. And even with that, what I think you know is it's the fact that it was so dope. Every song was so dope. It just made you want to hear them more. It's like when you go to a movie and you see a really good movie, you get mad that it's over. You're like, damn, I want to see what happened after that. I need another half an hour. Or like. Uh, football, you know, football season. Yeah. Like, damn, I, I need to be 18 games. Uh, we need another couple of games. That's how Illmatic was. It was like, damn, that's the end of the tape. We need like two, three more songs. Like, you know, so that's kind of, you know, that's what, you know, I think makes it so dope. Is it's so good, it makes you want more. So it's not, it might, it's short, but it still makes you want more because people could put out uh, these days. You know, Lil Wayne could put out like. <laughs> <laughs> two songs. I'm like, yeah, I'm good with the two. I don't even need to hear those two. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Now, what was your favorite song on Elmatic? It's hard. It's like picking yeah, a favorite man. kid, but exactly. you know, I don't have kids, so I can I can pick. <laughs> Only got one, so I guess that yeah. helps me out, right? Yeah, it makes it makes it easy. <laughs> now, honestly, whenever I listen to to the album, and I. I think part of it goes back to just the way the album flows too. You know, I, I think you know what makes it a great album is not only the songs that were on there. I think you know the, the whole sequence of songs, you know, and all of that just just makes it. You know, again, it, it's like you said, it's like a movie. You know, it it gives you you know from beginning to end, and it, it flows nicely. But for whatever reason, and I I always come back to this track whenever I listen to the album, and this always gets the most. I don't know, whatever you want to grade it on, head nods out of me. And uh, it's still it's still my, my top joint on the album. Again, it's hard to pick, but I, I always come back to represent. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah, man. I mean, and again, it's not to say I don't love the rest, of but course, for course. some reason, whenever I, whenever I hear this joint, and I don't know if it was the beat and, and, and you know, coinciding with, you know, his lyrics. And, it, and honestly, it really wasn't necessarily the most lyrical joint on the album to me, but I feel like as far as him matching up and with with that production was, you know, was what did it for me. You know, it, it was a banging beat. Yeah. You know, it was it was a head nod all the way through and, you know, and he flowed nicely over the beat, you know. Yeah, he killed it. Kobe walking with a bop and my head turned back. Love yes, committing sins and my friends so crack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's that's the one I always come back to. And again, it's hard because you know when I look, when I listen through through the album, it's just like, damn banger after banger. When I get to this, it's like 
it's that joint, you know, when if, if you listen to the album, you got your radio already turned up to the top, but it's like shit, when you hear this, you know, you try to turn it up more, even yeah, you, you know, try to hit it laughing. Exactly. So that, that's why I always come back to this joint, man. I, I you know, again but, it's hard, but you know, I, I gotta I gotta go there. Alright, so now I'm gonna ask you this next question because I think my answer to the favorite song is probably gonna be your answer to the least favorite. Um, now, even though I really, really love New York State of Mind, but if I had to pick, I'm just gonna say, we, we, we'll see. Your least favorite, even though they're all tens. So, all right. what's, what's the 9.98? Yeah, I think we had this combo before at some point, you know, whether it's on Twitter or on 12 Kyle Show or something. But yeah, the, the one joint that, if, if I had to give it a 9.9 or whatever, it's gotta be one time for your mind for me. That's my shit. <laughs> and again, it's banging, but for some reason, me, it, it just didn't, it, it's, I guess if you wanna if you wanna listen to this album and say that there was a filler joint, to me, that, uh, that joint feels like, it was like kind of a filler. And I know, I think we had the conversation, you said it reminded me more of a cypher type joint. Yeah. You know, they just throw, throw the beat on and he just starts sitting. And I, I feel that, but it's like, again, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, if you, you're looking at how smoothly the album is flowing, it's like, that's that little hiccup. It's like, okay, you know. Uh, yeah. If I, if I wanted to fast forward, you know, I could, but I'm going to listen to it out because it's still dope. You know, that's that pilot. Yeah, I was. If I had to pick, you know, I would probably have went with halftime, or or ironically represent. So we flip flop. <laughs> but I mean, still, the whole thing is is when put it like this: when any of those three are your worst songs, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So as far as the um, as far as you know, not necessarily have to be that song, but any songs on there what is your most memorable bars or favorite verses like i know we um we connected on the paid and full both of our favorite verses all the time was the uh yeah, um, was the uh, i ain't no joke joint yeah man you know what what's crazy with this joint and what how you know this joint was so dope i honestly and maybe you'll probably know better than me but i honestly can't think of any joints that came out in the 90s that was probably more heavily sampled than this album like, when I listen to the album, I just keep hearing, damn, somebody sampled that line, somebody sampled that line. Yeah. You know, some, somebody sampled, you know, this, 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 that, or Nas even sampled, you know. His Nas, own yeah, and even his arch, his arch nemesis sampled this shit. Exactly. So that's why I just be like, damn, man, this, this, it's hard to pick, man, but, yeah, I'm still kind of torn on this one. I hey, think I'm throw out three or four. It's it's my show. We 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 can do whatever we want. All right, all right. Uh, I would definitely go with uh, halftime and I think it's the first or the second verse. Um, the more kicks. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Baby in the mother's stomach joint. Yes. <laughs> Not bad. Wait, uh, hold up. I'm gonna tell you right now. All right, I'm gonna uh, the first verse. I'm gonna definitely quote that. Before I blunt, I take out my front and I start the front. Matter of fact, I be on the manhunt. Yeah. Catch me in the streets with a ton of reefer. That's like Malcolm X catching the jungle fever. 
you know, it, it, it's just crazy. He said, Atlanta ain't brave. I pull a number like a pager. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and this is this is what you got from this album. I mean, this, this is like straight metaphor after metaphor hitting you in your face, like just killing you. And it's, it's like, who, who want to come after this? Yeah. You know? And it was like nothing like, I mean, even though we had Rakim and G-Rap and, and Kane, when that came out, I was like, damn, ain't nobody ever just came like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was sick, man. So, again, this, and honestly, I mean, I could almost just, just flat out, you know, just playing the verse in my head, you know, looking at the lyrics, like, there's so many fucking, you know, dope lines in, in the song, and, and it, it almost doesn't even make sense if you listen to halftime, like, just look at how short the first verse was. And then he came with the second verse that almost was double, you know, the right. as far as the first verse. Then he came back to, you know, a, a shortened version. So it's just like, yeah, you just kind of let him do his thing. He's like, shit, this ain't 16 bars, but, you know, I got some heat for you. Yeah, hold that. <laughs> My man said, I hate a rhyme by this rhyme. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, back in the days where, you know, it was wrong to bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So... It's hard, man. And like I said, I think I always just go back to, you know, how many people just sampled, you know, his lines, you know. I, I leave him froze like Heron and, you know, I mean, it's niggas that ain't even out. I remember when that joint was sampled, you know, I can't remember the name of them dudes that sampled that shit, but uh, I remember that joint. It was dope, but it was like the, the Nas sample is what held That's that. what set it off. Yeah, it, it, you know, when you heard that shit, you're like, damn. You know, it took you back to that line. I'm even froze like Heron and your nose. It's like, damn. Yeah, it ain't hard you know? to tell. It's crazy, too. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, man. It ain't hard to tell. I, I feel like that was the joint where he he really got a chance to, to let loose. But, like, all three verses, like, he tried to top himself with, with each one. You know what I mean? It was like, my mic check is life or death, breathing the sniper's breath. I exhale the yellow smoke through the through right steps. You know, it's, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, and that whole sneaker <laughs> Uzi on the island in my army jacket. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the earth like a comet, invasion. Nice like the apple... I'm sorry, Afrocentric Asian. Half man, half amazing. Yeah, as soon as he hit the half man, half amazing, that blew up. Everybody was like, yo, we don't understand what just happened right there. Not at all, man. Yeah, so I mean... It's so many lines, man, and it, again, it, it's almost just as hard as picking your your, your, your favorite song up, going, you know, trying to pick a favorite verse. Unfortunately, it's more verses than songs, so it, it makes it even harder, you know, to pick that, but, I mean, lyrically, I, I can't really think of any other albums that's lyrically topping that. I mean, even going back to Rock Kim, you know, <clears throat> I love Rock Kim, and, you know, Paint Him Forward's my joint. But I, I just want to say, like, again, I, and maybe it was just because it was the eight songs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, maybe the eight songs just, just makes it that more tight of a package, you know, where it's, where it's like, shit, it's in eight songs. If you can spit like this, you know, it's classic. You know, it's guaranteed. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so so we talking verses and we talking memorable bars. The the the, the age-old question, the, the magic versus bird question, is who had the better verse on Life's a Bitch? Alright. Yeah, this this is definitely that, that magic versus bird. Yeah. If, 
See, I, 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 I gotta explain it, you know, in one of two ways. Break it, break it down. Lyrically, based on this lyrics, I'm going AZ. And I, I again, this was AZ. This is the first time we heard of him, besides on the intro when he, you know, saying that the Jacksons go to wifey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, you don't, you know, even then, you don't even know who he was. So, but this cat to come out and, you know, and set this song off like. He said it all. Yeah, my man was like, yo, then what? And he just went. <laughs> then what? You know, and, and that was it. And he, he, he snapped, man. I said earlier on the show, when I first, like, because what, what I was saying is, I went and just caught the tape on the Humble and threw it in. And I said earlier, when I first heard that song, like, I was walking home, I was reading the, uh, the liner notes, because back in the days, that's what you did. Oh, and yeah. I saw that they sampled the, um, the what's the name? Was that? Um, yearning for your love yeah and uh, i was like i already know this song's gonna be dope but i was like so i'm waiting for that song and so it came on and i was like yeah that's 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 the that's the beat and um i said when he hit that first i like have i threw my hands up in the air just like you know how when you're in a cypher or someone joining each other they cracking mama jokes and someone hits something real funny and everybody just bust out and just oh, start yeah. running around like they don't know what just happened. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to just run out in the street. Like, I don't understand what verse I just heard in my life. This is ridiculous. And that, that was that was my initial reaction when I heard that drum. Yeah, man. And I, I want to say what, what also held they need I mean, the, the flow was just ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's almost like one of them beats, you know, if you're rapping, it's like, you really don't kind of know how to approach it. You know, one, it's a classic. So everybody knows, you know, yearning for your love. But two, it's like you don't want to come too hard. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to spit too rough. It's like you, you kind of really want to fit right in with the beat, you know. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the shit out of this beat, and it's, the, it's like he he kind of packed like more lyrics into a 16 bar verse than what you would expect. You know what I mean? I mean, this was definitely 16. He did a 16, but it's like he packed all these lyrics into this shit and all these words. And made it fit and ride right to the beat. Uh, yeah, man. Like who's the baddest person? Status depends on salary, you know. <laughs> right. Sick, man. So, I mean, something must have got in us because all of us turned to turned sinners. To sinners. <laughs> and then, I mean, even even the way you know he ended the shit, you know, keeping the real pack and still getting high, you know, life's a bitch and then you die. Yeah. You know, even though we know somehow we all gotta go, but as long as we're leaving thieving, we'll be leaving with some kind of dough. So. <laughs> It's like, I mean, because Nas was flowing through the whole album. And, you know, I, I have this this argument with some people. I'm like, but AZ's flow is just as lyrical, but it's not the same flow. They, you know, he puts a whole bunch of different kind of words together, but both of them is crazy. That's why any song with the two of them on there, I've, it's never been whack. Yeah, no, I agree with that, man. Yeah. You know, the more money, more problems, whatever, you know. Whatever you you put the two on the uh, the what's the name is my joint the one from uh, AZ the uh, the how you living or the um, the other joint with the um, with the old school yeah yeah oh that shit um, the hard head just like Camacho and Vargas yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like Cosby and uh, <laughs> uh Portier yeah let's do it again let's do it to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to this day, I don't know why they ain't never put you out. Yeah, it would be too right. Yeah, that's too much like right. 
then so so he, he busted out and so like when you you're trying to pick your your, your jaw your chin off the floor Nas comes in with I woke up early on my born day when you was the blessing the essence of adolescence leave the body now impression like you know like, he celebrated because I love that like he like he heard AZ's verse was just like oh okay okay I, I see what I gotta do now yeah and <laughs> it's so funny man this this that Nas verse and that's what makes it so hard man that Nas verse is again one of my favorites on the album that shit always come in my head you know again he was 20, you know, when he was talking about this birthday, you know, that that, that he had just hit. But every time I hear this shit, I just, that, every, every birthday that passed, that shit always come up in my head, like, damn. Right. You know, I woke, and that, that's how, literally, that's literally how I wake up in my head thinking, shit, I woke up early, you know, on my born day. I'm 30 years black, you know. Right. <laughs> Whatever it is, but. And the man hit it. you, hit you with the time is ill-matic, keep static like wool fabric. <laughs> Pack a formatic and crack your whole cabbage. Yeah, and then this is my shit too. I switched my walk. I'm sorry, I switched my motto to stand and say it, fuck tomorrow. That busted off the bottle to fuck the lotto. Yo, that was on the, um, um, what did they call it in the source? That was a hip hop quotable. Oh, hip hop quotable. I remember yes, the uh, month after it came out, I was like, because I, I read it like, damn, I can't believe you really said all that shit. <laughs> but I mean, the shit makes sense. It, it, that's why the track is so dope, man, because, yeah, I, I don't. You know, we don't know, well, maybe you do, but I don't know who came up with the concept or, or how the shit was put together, but I mean, it was definitely it, one of them songs that, you know, where they, they hit, hit it right on the head, you know, the chorus, the hook match, the beat, uh, all the lyrics match what they were saying in the, in the hook, you know, it matched the title, like everything came together, you know. And, you know, at some point, you know, you, you kind of get, you know, the whole, what I call ghost face syndrome where <laughs> Everybody one one accord on the song, and Ghost would just come come out of nowhere and just tell a story about some shit that had nothing to do with yo. the song. <laughs> yo, but he like one of the few people that could get that off. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna shoot you, you ain't nice. And he like, yo, let me tell you about when I went down to the store to get some milk. Right. <laughs> like, it makes it dope, but yeah, he like, damn, you went and got some milk, yeah. <laughs> but no, this, this is definitely one of those tracks, man. It, it, it was all congruent, man. It all fit perfectly like a puzzle. And had his father was, on the on the joint playing the uh, horn. Yeah, playing the horns and shit, man. So again, man, it, it was the perfect joint, man. And a perfect intro to AZ, man. Like yeah. I, said, I, I, I think after that, you know, he he established that he could hold his own. So I don't, I don't think they had no choice but to give him a deal at that point. Yeah, he just got he just got some bum luck, man. Cause like after that joint. He became my dude. Like everybody was like, nah. So I was like, yeah, nah. I was like, but AZ. And a lot of people, you know, disagree with me on this. But as far as the discography, his is way stronger than Nas. But actually, I agree with you on that, man. Yeah. If, if if you go album for album between the two of them, you know, you play one, play the other. You know, of course, you know, Illmatic is on, you know, yeah. top. Up, whatever, but album for album, man, AZ has never dropped a whack album. Never. I mean, it, it, the the beats are nice. It's just that he just don't. This no promotion that he's on the wrong label or something. Yeah, I mean, but even some of his, you know, underground joints when he was just doing the mixtape joints, and you know, he ain't really had no. He was in between labels and shit. I mean, the shit was dope, man. You know, dope. So I again, I don't know. Maybe it would take, you know. Him and Nas teaming up if that ever happens. 
Maybe yeah. not scared that he, he might, you know, hold, hold his own, you know. Never. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, when, they, when those two got together, like, I would rather... And I would rather have a Nas A Z C D than a Biggie Jay Z C D. That's yeah. just me. You know. But okay, so I'm gonna say A Z one. He has the more more memorable person. But it's it's like, you know, ten and, and nine point nine nine nine, so right. you can't really you can't really go can't go wrong there. It's like, you know, who you want? You want Holly Berry or me alone? You're like, <laughs> hey man, whoever you don't take, I'm, I'm not even gonna be choosy right now. And you ain't losing either way. So. Right. Um, so as far as your personal top five, where would you, where would you put it? Where, where would you put Illmatic in your personal top five? If it is it in your personal top five? The, the thing with me, where with, with picking, I mean, I, I can name like my five, top five MCs. I have never, I mean, I, I probably have like a running list of like 25, you know, albums that I, I feel like are my top 25 hip hop albums. Um, but I've never been able to just put that in that order and be like, all right, this is one, two, three, four, five, you know. Um, Not even based on a number of spins, like what you listen to the most? Not really, man, because it for me, it always boils back to one, a, a, a top album for me is, you know, playing it from back to back to front. You know, front to back, back to front, no skips, no pauses, just going all the way through. And it's, it's a lot of hip hop albums, you know, that I got out there that do that for me. I can't find that many, but I'm, you know, I got a picky ear. All right, so do this then. I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire. Give me, just give me five, and don't include Elmatic, five albums that you can play back to front. All right, paid in full. Um, only built for Cuban Link. Of course, shout out to the Purple Page. No doubt. Um, hey, you can play that back to front. It got skits. Uh, Shit, you don't even want to skip everything. the skits. The beats was banging on the skits, man. What? You know, even though they talking shit, but the beats was banging. So it's like you, you can't even go past it, man. Um, what else I got? Um, reasonable doubt. Even with coming of age on it. Luckily, it's at the end. You can just <laughs> technically, it's not a skip. You just stop listening. Exactly. You just pause the album or whatever. You know, maybe you just you know let it ride out and go do something else. Yeah, like go cut the grass or something. <laughs> um, muddy water. Love that joint, man. I'm, that that's a joint that came out and I remember playing that shit over and over. Like that joint with K Solo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Um, and Paperboy solo joint. <laughs> the Diddy, the Diddy, yeah. the Diddy, man. Like, got a lot of Diddy. Right. Um, cool C no. with the glamorous life. No, you know what? Another one is uh, Iron Man. Oh, definitely Iron Man. Iron you Man made that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. With a uh, came on it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cameo. So, I mean, front to back, I mean, there's so many other albums. Like, if I really start thinking of it, like, damn, I can put that in there. So, it's kind of hard for me to put a top five. However, I, I would venture to say I'm sure that Illmatic is in my top five. What place it is, I 
really can't tell you, but it, it's definitely in my top five. I mean, it, like I said, it, it, it's one of them incredible albums that I, I can put in at any point in time and, you know, just, just bump like I'm hearing it for the first time, you know. And again, it, it's kind of like even how, you know, I'll put on Payton Fool, you know, and I'll, I'll hear lyrics and stuff that I, I never really paid attention to, you know, yeah. but I listened to it this time, it's like, oh, shit, this he said that, like, you know, and I'm like, I'm listening to the first for the first time, like, oh, he said that, you know, man. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it in the top five for sure. And you know what else is, is that I found that was crazy about it is he got the pre-promotion in the source. They gave him the five mics, really sight unseen, because if you didn't, I said earlier, they played halftime, the video for halftime, like three times on BT, and that was it. Like right. If you didn't That's catch it, was still, uh, nasty knob. yeah. If you didn't catch it, then it was that was just a rap. And so he didn't really put out. He put out the "It Ain't Hard to Tell" video, but it wasn't like everybody. It wasn't like Michael Jackson. Like here come the video. It was like yeah, here go another video. So now it's video. So it wasn't like big production behind him or nothing. It was just he was in the source. He got five mics, and now. This shit is about to come out. So, like, do you re- even remember? You remember the videos from that, from the, the tape? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember the halftime. Um, I know we had uh, the world is yours. Yeah, the black and white joint. Yeah, and uh, I know the one. I remember the one love joint. And then it ain't hard to tell. And then he had the remix, the joint, right. the world is yours remix. I think. Yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely remember, man. But uh, the, I feel like the the videos didn't necessarily do the album justice. Not at all. They, you know what I mean? I you think could it was never kind of, see them and be totally okay. Exactly, and I think it was more of um, that's that's kind of where we were in hip hop. You know, at that time it was like, well, you got a dope album, but you gotta have a video. You know what I mean? It's right. like if you. If you ain't got a video, you know, you're really not doing nothing, or, or you're really not getting as much play as, as you could be, you know, or, you know, how how, how, do, how are we going to put you on, you know, you on TV Raps or, or Rap City if you ain't got a video, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we got to kick to something. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that's, that's kind of where they were with the sound, was like, you know, they really didn't know where to go as far as, you know, the videos, like, you know, it ain't hard to tell, it's just... Like a gutter joint, you know what I mean? It, it yeah, was just, my man talking on the flip phone for the whole <laughs> exactly. show. Who is he talking to? Exactly. So it's like, hey, just, just put a camera on him, you know, with the project, you know, let's, let's go ahead and film this joint. So okay. now here, here's here's one of the questions that you you only find on the Eclectic Discussion podcast because we dig deep, we dig deep for the hard hitting questions now on Illmatic. Better production. Who did the better production? Large Professor. Now he did halftime. He did mm-hmm. one time for your mind. He did it ain't hard to tell. Right. Or Primo, who did New York State of Mind, Memory Lane, and Represent. Ain't even throwing P Rock in there. You just going. Well, head P Rock head, only huh? did yeah. P Rock <laughs> only did one song. But like these, they they said head to head. They both did three tracks each. Oh man, yeah, that's, that's heavy. I mean, think of the music though. Think of that that loop that's in halftime. 
but think of the, the, the baseline on New York State of Mind when it comes in. Exactly. And then the whole the sample on it, it ain't hard to tell. Yeah. It's so much, man. Alright. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to put one next to the other. Alright, I'm New York State of Mind over. Halftime. Ain't hard to tell over. Memory Lane. Represents my joint. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go primo, man. <laughs> just by you, just because you diss one time for your mind. That's that's that. Uh, I mean, the beat for one time for your mind was dope. I, again, I, I I say what I said about one time for your mind, just based off you know, just the the flow and you know overall you know you know how the song finished for the album. The beat was just raw. I mean, honestly, I mean, it, it ain't hard to tell the human nature joint. I mean. And I actually saw some, you know, large bro, he was just kind of saying when he was he was like, you know, one nobody sampling is, you know, even up on it, you know, and again, it's kind of hard to tell that, you know, nobody even thought to sample it, you know. But then so he did it, SWV did it. And then somebody else did it, yeah. But, you know, he flipped it, man. And, uh, I mean, halftime is, oh. Man, I like that, I like that memory lane. That memory lane is Crazy. Yeah, I'm that thing. <laughs> yeah, man, that that shit was sick too, man. Yo, did you know that um he recorded? You remember the uh, Nas's life? Yeah. Joint. He recorded that when he did Illmatic. That could have technically been on Illmatic. Get the fuck out of it. Nah, I ain't never hear that, man. Yeah, he, he recorded in the same sessions that the Nas's life joint. That joint. That's my joint, man. And, and you know it makes sense. It fit in. Exactly, and it, it makes sense that it comes from that same era, just because of—I mean, the the, the the production on this shit was so thick. You know, that that beat was just raw. Pretty much chopped the hell out of it. But the one thing I mean, that, that always irritated me though is that sample does not say Nas. <laughs> what he says, like, of course, NAS, other letters are spelled. It's a, he doesn't. That doesn't say Nas because it's a uh, it's a sample of Bismarcky. Right. Well, you say, yeah, he's highly recognized as the king of disco. He says, nice. That's what it really says. But I was but like, again, yeah, I, I let him get that off. How, That's dope. How dope he's talking so much, man. Exactly. So sick. But yeah, man, that that makes sense, man, hearing that. Because the, the lyricism on that song, just it, it definitely puts you in that same Illmatic era, man. Right, because when it came out, you was like, damn, Nas is back. It was like, nah, it was just the old shit. Right. But you know what I... Speaking of New York State of Mind, man, I love, man, and it don't stop part one, but part two is, I love New York State of Mind part two, man. The one with Rakim and Alicia Keys, or the remake? No, no, the one that was from the, uh, which album? I think the I Am album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know they did the uh, Rakim and Alicia Keys joint. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm talking about the, that, the other version that was on that. Uh, yeah, part that two. joint was dope. Yeah, man. But yeah, I, on the production side, I gotta go primo. Again, represented my shit, man. I, I love that. I mean, it, it, it's just again, it's, it's the whole, you know, 10, 10 to 9.9, you know, scale that we've been saying all night. You know, it, it, it's really hard to, to pick one, but if I had to, I, I put large pro at the 9.9, primo at the 10. Early in the show, I'm, I made the proclaim that Illmatic was the best tape album 
said of the 90s. Now, I said that it's better than Reasonable Doubt. It's better than Ready to Die. It's better than the Purple Tape. It's better than Survivor of the Fittest. Now, with those, I'll, I'll give you those. And 36 Chambers. So we go 36 Chambers. We go Purple Tape, Reasonable Doubt, and we go Ready to Die and Illmatic. That's five. Okay. As we, your personal, where, where would you, how would you rank those? I Ready to Die. What were the other two? Uh, Reasonable Doubt. Uh, Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic, Ready to Die, and The Purple Tape. We'll take 36 Chambers out. We'll just do those four. I I go... Honestly, I I would have to go Illmatic, um, The Purple Tape, Reasonable Doubt, Ready to Die. You know what? I might be able to agree with you there. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right. When when does this happen, man? Yeah. We're about to end. Yeah, it might it might be a wrap. <laughs> it is 2012. It's, it might be a wrap. We're, we, we, we actually might have to agree there. We go Illmatic, Purple Tape, Reasonable Doubt, Ready to Die. Are we ready to die? Yeah, Reasonable Doubt, Ready to Die. I like it. Okay, okay, man. I take it. You know, this, this, this is an excellent time to take a break then. So, yeah. you know, we're going to take a break. And then after this, my man C-Rex, at Lyric to Go, Twitter, if you're not following him, you're fucking up in life. Um, he's going he's gonna to answer some questions. We're going to hit the fifth after All this. Right. Because I'm getting hotter, hotter. Some man is in the streets, dead heat. Tripping with sweat till it hits the concrete. Every word will be hot like mercury. Bomb displays the sun rays, every verse will be. Another verse causes sun strokes. When I get too close, the mic smokes, smokes, bursts in the flames, and I'm about to get some more. Saint I support it out, support it out. Back, eclectic relaxation, eclectic discussion podcast. That means I'm eclectic. What's up? And I'm here with C Rex at Go. The only man I know that can freestyle while driving and record it and put it on YouTube. And sir, guys, incredible. He's, 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 he's very multifaceted. He's a multitasker, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, uh, T minus, how long till you get married? Man, eight months from like two days ago. So yeah, 
coming up fast, man. This year is flying past for me already. Bro. It's like that 24 hours to live joint. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready to answer some questions? Let's go. Let's get this set, man. What you got for me? All right. Question number one. What was the best Nas album after it was written? I'm going Steelmatic. Steelmatic. Yes, sir. Hmm. What was the standouts on Steelmatic? What 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 gave you the what gave Steelmatic the nod? Steelmatic, I mean, of course you got the the ether sign. Why did he do that? Come on, man. You... It's one of the, the, the best diss songs, you know, that, that ever dropped, man. Why did he do that to Jay-Z? That was just... <laughs> why did he I mean, that that alone gives, gives much credibility with the album. I mean, I, I honestly think that he, he knew what Ether was. He knew what he had with Ether. So, and I think... I know... I, I think I heard you and Kyle talking about this, how you, you, you hate, you know, somebody bringing up an old, you know, title from they, they first album, whatever, and, and giving it the same title. I feel you on that. I feel, I feel how y'all was feeling. Yeah, but, giving it a part two. Now, Stillmatic yeah. is different. That's a play off of it. Exactly. If we would have said Illmatic 2, it would have been like, number one, you're not going to be able to make it Illmatic 2. <laughs> so, exactly. But Stillmatic, that's fair. Yeah. But I think I think even with that, I think he knew what he had with Ether and I think, you know, him putting the Steelmatic, you know, playing off the Illmatic stamp on it mm. was just enough to make to make, you know, his true fans, you know, wanna wanna listen. So you had that joint. Again, and, and the reason why I probably picked this album over the other albums is because it had to me probably it had fillers, but it probably had the least amount. Probably real close to that is I Am. I remember listening to I Am a lot. But I think it had the least amount of fillers. So I could probably play most of these songs through. There's definitely some joints that I, I, I got to skip past that I, I really wasn't feeling. But for the most part, I mean, even even the way this joint started with the intro, man, I, I love the way he painted the intro, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole movie scene, you know, talking about, you know, basically himself, you know. And the beat was raw, so I, I thought you might have went with uh, I thought you might have went with Godson, you know, I had the major look and the hey Nas and the book of rhymes and shit. On it. I honestly, that oh, that no. Oh, no, 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 I I, I liked Godson, I had it, but I don't know, it's something about Godson just didn't put me in, in the right frame of my mind as a, as a Nas album for me. I think I don't know what he was trying to achieve with it. Of course, the joints you named, the, the Book of Rhymes, that's my shit. I love that joint. Even though he wasn't doing nothing, he was just reading old verses or yeah. pretending like he was reading old verses. But if, if you listen to some of them joints, man, they those lyrics were dope as hell. So it, it just made made it seem like, or it just made to me like it had to be old lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. You know, he started like, damn, why you ain't finished that verse? Right. Like the last joint at the end, I was talking about he was jealous of his own daughter and shit, you know. That's what make that what make him dope though, because you actually feel you feel him as a writer and you're like, damn, dude is just he's just nice. You know. So yeah, I feel you on that. Well yeah, I mean other joints on the, the Steelmatic, I mean the got yourself a gun, I, I love that shit. I mean the, the beat was dope. Yeah, you know, one mic. You can't forget one mic. 
God, I love One Mike. And the, the, the funny thing with One Mike, man, he actually, you know, helped produce the joint. And what I just loved about it was the, the, I don't, I don't know whose idea it was the, the whole, you know, making the beat, you know, louder and mm-hmm. certain points in the song. But I felt like shit. When I heard that and I heard that he produced, I'm like, he needs to really be doing more production. Cause I'm like, whoever, whoever came up with the beat and made him. That joint make you so hype, yeah. Ooh. Yes, and then he just slow it down. Just when you get real hype, it's like, ooh, he's gonna bring it back down a notch. Right. <laughs> All you need is one mic. So yeah, man, that is. I, my, my other, favorite joint on there is Second Childhood. That's my joint on there. That. I love that too. My my other joint, man, is on that album is the Rewind, though, man. It, yeah, it, you did it, a whole story backwards. Whole, who who does that, man? And it put me in the mind frame of the uh, the other joint from the uh, it was written. The uh, I gave you power. I gave you power. Yeah, he has the best concept. Bro. Think of this, man. Yeah, that joint. He did the letter, the one love letter in Elmatic. Yeah. He did the gun joint. Then he did the story backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the One Love Letter, man, that, I was listening to that recently. I'm like, this shit was sick, man. And even when you, and I, I want to say as far as videos on the Illmatic, I think that, that the video they did for this, it, it actually helped it better. Mm-hmm. It helped it become a single because I think without that, you kind of would have just been like, damn, this is dope. But when you actually got to see, you know, them, them bringing a letter in and saying, oh, shit, I just got a you know, letter from my homie Nas, what's going on? And, you know, and you get the visual of what was going on with the shorty and, you know, packing heat and, you know, shot dudes, baby moms and, right. you know. It that just, shit should have been a movie, yeah. Yes, man. It, it made it all fit, man. And it, 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 it was probably one of the better videos that came with that album. And I want to say because that was probably like one of the last singles, it just made it even better. Because I'm sure they had got more advanced. They kind of knew where they was headed with it. Mm-hmm. And then I think that played off of the, uh, what was the joint that was out before that? Was it the, uh, I didn't hear hard. What is it, The World is Yours? I don't know, but what Hadou just, you know, they called Dude Running. So it was like, it played off from how to yeah, last, yeah. off, you know, and, and it came into this, it's like, oh shit, he got locked up for that shit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, back to the Stillmatic, man. I, like I said, I, this is one album when I had it, man, I used to blaze it, man. I used to blaze it. Of course, like I said, it had its fillers, but you know. Damn, even, now I'm gonna have to listen to that joint again. I mean, I even if, if you're going back to, you know, uh, the Flyers, man. We were talking about Nas and AZ. The Flyers was my shit, man. Yeah, they killed it. <laughs> they killed that joint, though. So, man, it, it was so many joints on here, man. And honestly, I mean, I, when you brought it up, I, I figured you probably wouldn't let me get credit for it. But I was gonna actually say the. Lost tapes? Yes. No, sir. you would not get credit for that. <laughs> Absolutely, you would not get credit for lost tapes. I was gonna try to sneak it in there, but I'm like, yeah, he ain't gonna let me ride. That's, yeah, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Okay. So, question number two: Should the firm make another album? Yes. I agree. Yes. That. You know, the, the bad thing about the the firm album, and to me was i think the hype that was behind it i think if, if they didn't have that hype behind it they didn't have them bringing together you know this group of mcs and dre on production and and all of this other stuff you know that that built around it 
um, I, I think you know most it would have got a better reception. You know. Yeah, because I was telling everybody it was the hype that that really did take yeah. it down. Because if you listen to it, it's a pretty dope album. It is, man. <laughs> I, I always thought that, man. When I first heard the album, I'm like, this is pretty dope. You know, it, it and again, it, it's a couple of joints. You know, I I can't listen to you know ten minutes to flush or whatever. You can't like, listen to ten minutes. That, five minutes to flush. That shit is flush, crazy. It's dope, but I'm like, yeah, I, I can get that. Uh, you gonna make me fuck somebody else? Nah, I can, okay, I can see that. You know, but you know, other than that, it's like front to back. You know, yeah, firm biz. The I'm leaving joint with Nori. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> I love that, man. And uh, what is, what's my other joint? The joint with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he snapped. Yeah, man, the, he, he snapped lyrically on that shit, man. Yeah, I wish they would. I wish they would make another one. Even you know, with Foxy, I would even. I mean, I would let Primo or Pete Rock do the production. But even if Dre wanted to do it, fine, fuck it. Yeah, they they definitely could. They they definitely could stand to do another one, man. I, I think, like I said, that it was the hype that that made it what it was, man. But if you listen to the album, just you know, without thinking about the hype and you know how how big it was supposed to be and all of this other stuff. I, I feel like it's a solid album, man. It, Definitely. That is solid, man. It, you, you get whatever you're looking for now. You get, you know, you get dope beat and, and you get lyricism, man. So, and I mean, even the uh, the phone tap joint, you know, again, it, when you think about Nas. Dope concept. Yes, when you think about Nas and his concepts, you know, it's like, it, he had to have been the one to come up with this because who else would think of something like this? Who else would have, you know, on phones and, and you just having a whole conversation going back and forth and he's clicking over yeah clicking yeah. over to nature and you know he he put him on hold and he coming right back yeah that's crazy i mean plus it takes lyrical talent to be able to do that too <laughs> yes sir man so yeah it, whenever i hear that joint i'm just like in the beat sick man that yeah. i know again we, we go back to hold you know dre dre made the beat then they the Carl Thomas joining shit, Diddy and all of that took it, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're going to pretend that that doesn't even exist. Okay, so speaking speaking of the firm, who you got, Nature or Cormega? And again, I, and you, you could probably give a little more history. I, I remember when the firm first came and it was... It was Cormega, you know, he, he, he was in the firm and that's, that's who you knew was the firm. Right. And, you know, next thing you know, when the the firm album drops, you know, it's like, damn, what what happened? Where, where's Cormega? You know, who who is this cat nature? Mm-hmm. But if you remember from the it was written, you know, the joint they had, even though he wasn't on the the firm joint. Uh, what was the name of that joint? The um, affirmative action. Affirmative action, right? Even yeah, though he yeah. was on it, but you know, they they shouted him out. They they mentioned him when they said the name firm. So. When you heard Firm, you just figured that's who you get. But when you heard Nature, you're like, damn, I don't know. Okay, I don't know what happened. I, I remember it was some kind of beef. Like I said, you could probably elaborate more of what whatever the beef was. But honestly, man, I, I think I'm, I'm I would go Nature. Yeah. And and the reason is, I mean, Cormega was always dope, but I feel like Cormega was was that real one sided lyricist like he he was gonna always give you the grimy street and which was nothing was wrong with it but i feel like on this album 
especially the, the way the firm album turned out I feel like he really wouldn't have had no place on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing, at the end of the day, I, I mean, they, it's not like they just put somebody whack. Nature was dope. Nature had skills. You know, he, he, he yeah, Nature was crazy. I mean, I got it. I got his solo joint. I remember his solo joint vaguely, man. I vaguely remember that. I don't remember. I, I don't know if I just heard it or grabbed it, but yeah, I remember it, man. And, and but he, he can spit. So. I feel like, yeah, I go nature over Cormega. Like I said, if you really want some real gritty street shit, you know, you can pick Cormega, but, you know, as an overall lyricist, I'm going nature. Okay. And fourth question, you kind of already answered this, but I'll ask, I'll ask anyway because it's my show and I can do whatever I want to. Elmatic or Paid in Full? Better, better album. Paid in Full. You, you, can't, I can't. you can't do better than Paterful. Yeah. is the greatest hip-hop album ever created. Like I said, man, I, I, I give, you know, the, the nod to Illmatic when it comes this to, like I said, you, you can chop up eight songs, I mean, uh, ten songs and, and say, you know, put put it in your best package and package the album. That's Illmatic all day, but Paterful, I mean... <laughs> It's so much to be said about Payton Four. We could do a whole, you know, spotlight just on Payton Four. We just might have to, though. You know, it it is. It's that album, man. And Rakim, man. I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I love Nas, and he's definitely one of my favorite lyricists, right behind Rakim. So. Yeah, that album, oh. Payton Four album, is Jordan. And you know, Elmatic might be Kobe or <laughs> Wilt or Kareem. It might be something else. But yeah, paint a full is Jordan. No doubt, man. Yeah, it, it it's it's sick, man. And like I said, you could throw on any joint from that and just again play it front to back and you got Eric B, you know, full songs on there with him just cutting up and like, oh come on man. You can't get much better than that. The music just Alright. Fifth and final question. Go. Alright, so you get married. Right? Everything's nice. You go off on your honeymoon. Boom, y'all know honeymoon. And it's time to consummate the marriage because everyone that knows you knows that you've been with your woman for how many years? <laughs> In a relationship? In a relationship. How long you known her? I didn't know her for five and a half years five and a half years in a relationship for two and a half look he's he's known this woman for five and a half years they have never had sex ladies and gentlemen this is a (laughs) pure pristine man this is you you salute this guy so they're gonna get married because he said he said that they he wanted to wait to marry she was like she was ready to go he was like nah yeah so you get (laughs) you get on your honeymoon and you get ready to consummate, and you're, you're in the middle of it, and it's feeling good, and just for no reason, she just start beatboxing. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> she just start, she just start, Biz Markey, uh, Dougie Fresh, and what, what, you know, what, what do you do? After I give her the look, look of like, what the fuck is going on? Am I being punk type look? <laughs> After that, if the beatbox is dope, though, I, I probably start now in my head, you know. <laughs> you gonna bust a freestyle, you guys? I'm saying, you know. The butt naked cypher. Hey, you know, if, if, if you 
you're a lyricist, you know, you can't help but be a lyricist when you're a lyricist, you know? You're like that. Come on, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Maybe maybe it's a test, you know? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's like, you want this for life, you gotta put it on the mic. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're like, damn, I, yeah, I guess at that point you'd be like, yo, that's why I married you. <laughs> that's what's up. Yo. <laughs> um, at that point, we're going to close up, close up the fifth. You did an excellent job there, sir. Appreciate it. At this point in the, uh, in the show, I'll allow you to do any, any plugs, any shout outs you want to do, anything you want to say to the people, you want to send them to a website, whatever you want to do, floor is yours. And you can check me out, man. I've been lacking on my blogs and whatnot, but you can still check out the website. It's a hip hop site. I'm going to get back on it. Don't, don't worry. But if you go to www.lyric2go, which is lyric, the number two, go.com, that's my blog. Like I said, it ain't been updated in some months, but some good content there. You can check me out on Twitter from at the same name, at lyric2go, again, the number two. Um, other than that, man, just, you know, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm a real cool dude. Always kicking it. We always talking hip-hop as much as possible. I've been mad busy lately, so I ain't been able to do as much as, as normally, but... Yeah, I think the people uh, let you slide since you're planning a wedding. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. And working to uh, make the money to plan said wedding. Exactly, man. So, but no, that's it, man. I, I got some, some stuff coming, man. My One of my guys, or one of my guys, you know, he's still doing the music thing. So I got some stuff coming out that, you know, hopefully I can share with the people. That's what's up. And um, everybody look forward to a uh, future edition of um, the EDP with C-Rex and 12 Kyle. There's, uh, there's going to be a big show. It's already, plan- it's already planned. You guys don't even know. It's, it's, it's going to be dope. Um, so with that, I'd like to thank you again for coming out. Ladies and gentlemen, C-Rex. Peace, man. Appreciate it, man. It's an honor to be here. And I hope to be back again, man. Keep doing your thing. No doubt. After the message, St. Ives Brew, run through a can or two, share with my crew is magnificent, bust is mellow, and for the rest of the commercial, I'll pass the mic on to my no fellow. No for a mic check, bust it, the fuse all set, then grab a 40, then put him to yoke and snap his neck, St. Ives, take a sip, then wipe your lips, cue my 40's getting warm, I'm out, he got the dip, drink it, drink it, drink it, then I burp, after I slurp, ice cube, I put in much work, with the BMT and the E-Trouble, us a St. Ice Brew on the double. Yeah. BMD and Ice Cube in the house. Scratch it, you hit him with one of the bones. Oh, baby, I'll... Yo, so we're back. Um, you know, fresh off the commercial break. I want to thank my guest again, C-Rack, uh, at lyric to go on Twitter for coming through and doing the Illmatic show with me. Um, so, you know, this is, the, this is the point, this is the time that I give you my, my personal top five. Um, today, we're going to do 
top five board games of all time. Now, I'm not including chess or checkers, even though they're board games. I'm going sit down, little kid, or even now, board games. Forward out games. Number five, Candyland. Now, I didn't really want to put Candyland in here. At, you know, that's why it's number five. I really wanted to put Life or, or, or Payday. Payday was dope. But I figured it was a classic, and um, a lot of a lot of kids played it when we were little. So I, I, I threw it out there. You know, I wouldn't mind playing uh, Candyland, I guess. Uh, number four, Trouble. Trouble with the Pop-O-Matic Bubble. Yo, that one is still dope. Yo, because you, you get to pop the you get to pop the bubble, you didn't have to roll dice. That was that was innovative back then, you know. So we got it. We got to give them uh, give that one props. Number three, Scrabble. I love Scrabble, you know. And Scrabble could be higher, but I'm not putting it higher because I'm gangster and I can do whatever I want to on my own show. But um, like back in the day when they had the swivel ones and the deluxe the, the joint, I still got I still got one here. And you know, Scrabble's a big reason that Words with Friends is so popular. You know, word games. Even though people cheat when you play with them uh, on Words with Friends, you can't cheat when you're sitting across from somebody. You can put up some bullshit and get a challenge, but you know that's about it. Uh, number two. Now this is the controversy. I'm putting number two. I'm giving it to Monopoly. Now, I love Monopoly. And the reason why it's number two is because I could play Monopoly every day, all day. But nobody wants to play a whole game. Nobody finishes Monopoly. People just quit. (laughs) I remember back in the day, we would play. Me and my dude played Monopoly, like, one-on-one. We played it so much, we had, like... We wrote checks and IOUs when we were broke and all kinds of madness. And then when you play with a big group of people, you always got to look out for that shady dude that always want to be the banker. But not Monopoly. If people would play it and, like, you know, got real cutthroat, it'd be it'd be number one. But I had to put it number two, even though I got it on Wii. And on the Wii, it's dope because at least you don't have to do the setup because nobody liked to clean up at the end. Um, so we go number two. So so far, five Candyland, four Trouble, three Scrabble, two Monopoly, and my number one board game. Period. Point blank. Not including chess. Sorry. Sorry. It's dope. No dice. Lucky to draw on the card. Got a lot of strategies involved there. You know, I got a seven. Am I going to use three here and four there? I got to get home. Or do I take the dude out? Or do I put my opponent back at home? You got four different people doing doing different things at one time. Yo, it's, that's that's my game. And people will play that, you know. It, it goes fairly quick enough. And um, I got that on the Wii, too. And they added some, some special stuff on there. So... That's that's my uh, that's my top five. Um, I wasn't gonna put Operation or Hungry Hippos and no, no no off the wall stuff like that. And shouts to Shoots and Ladders, but that's my five 
feel free to leave me a comment on the uh, on the website there. Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me tell me where I'm wrong, and then I'll tell you it doesn't matter. I'm kidding. Um, I want to give a couple shout outs again. See Rex. Special shout outs to uh, Miss Chaotic at Miss Chaotic on Twitter for um, giving me a review, uh, a very nice review on iTunes and um, frequent commenter on the on the website there. Uh, special shout outs and uh, shout outs to Tim Dog ninety eight, Tim D L double G. Uh, you know, daily objective getting girls. He uh he he came through, did the uh, tech show with me, and he he even pubbed himself and gave himself a good review on uh, iTunes, and uh, a very special shout and peace to Rashani, at Rashani on Twitter, and the uh, the host of the single simulcast pod show. You should uh podcast. You should listen to that. You should uh, subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and and everywhere else that fine podcasts are distributed and um but he's uh been very nice to retweet my my blog and retweet the podcast and and uh give me a nice review so special shout outs over there and uh oh forgot forgot special shout outs to me (laughs) so um so that's what's going down um listen to you know the coast leather podcast um co-host uh classic material and uh temp dog 98 um we drop every tuesday um so check that out at coastlifthepodcast.com and the next show will be here before you know it um so be on the lookout and uh slide past the website eclecticrelaxation.com no hyphen um hit the appreciation hit the tumblers Go get you an iPhone, get the enhanced joint. Um, I would tell you what the topic of the next show is, but I'm not. So <laughs> that's about it. Um, Till next time, appreciation. <laughs>